I'm going to do that line again. Who was going to take care of everything? What don't you like about that line? From Boogie Land Media, this is On Carlson Drive, a dusty little dirt road of memories from the wit and whimsy of Wendy Bonifield. Today's episode, Baby DJ. My mother had been feeling sick, tired and nauseous, probably a touch of the flu, not feeling like herself, nothing to worry about. But then there was that phone call. I was the only one home when the phone rang. Hello? It was a phone call for my mother. She's not here right now. Can I take a message? Yes, please let her know that the test is back and she should call the doctor as soon as possible. Thank you. Okay, bye. Wait, what? The test? Oh my gosh, my mom is dying. I thought it was only the flu. She has cancer or something else equally as terrifying. What are we going to do without my mother? Oh, the rest of the day was agonizing. I'm only 16. Much too young. I can't lose my mother. My wonderful mother. Who was going to take care of everything? Sure, my older sister was 18, but she wasn't going to take care of us. And what about my younger brother, Dan? He was only 13. And what about my dad? My poor dad. I'm just going to have to wait until Mom gets home, and I will give her the message from the doctor. I'm sure everything will be fine. I'm sure there is a perfectly good answer for all of this. But I did not get any answers when I gave her the message. Only a big, worried sigh. Then she and my dad disappear into the bedroom. That's it. That's it. Nothing will ever be the same again. My life is changed forever. Which was true. I did not find out exactly how life was going to change until that evening when my brother Dan and I were in the car with my dad. Dan was complaining about something. It's not fair. I wish I wasn't the youngest, to which my dad replies, Well, you just might get your wish. And with that little comment, it hit me. My mother was not dying. My mother was pregnant. Oh, the horror! The tiredness, the nausea, the test, and that cute little remark from my dad. My mother was pregnant. How could this be? My parents were old. I mean, I know how this could be, but my parents were old. I'm 16. I'm almost an adult. I didn't hear another word my dad said the rest of the car ride. I had no idea how he felt about it or what my brother's reaction was. All I know was that my mother was pregnant. I was not happy about the idea. Neither was my mom. She was the mother of teenagers, for heaven's sake. Three teenagers. 
And of course, all the other fun things that go along with being pregnant. I remember her being very sensitive to the smell of bananas, so even the mention of bananas would send her to the bathroom to throw up. We thought that was hilarious, so it was not unusual for us to show up with a banana and sit next to our mother. Such nice teenagers we were. I was going to make it very clear that I thought this was not a good idea. First of all, I wanted a new trumpet, and I knew that any extra money would go to buy baby stuff and not my stuff. This is well documented in my journal. Also, where was this baby supposed to sleep? I already had to share a room with my sister, a fact that neither of us were happy about. I think everybody else was excited about a baby and eagerly began to get things ready. A changing table showed up in the corner of the dining room, because that's where you want dirty diapers, right next to the dinner table. Little sweaters and matching booties were folded up in a drawer next to blankets and baby towels, mostly yellow and green because this was before one could reliably determine the sex of a baby before it was born. The choice of the name was the next big question. We all had ideas of names. I don't remember what the girl name was, but the name my mom and dad picked out for a boy was the worst name ever. Although with my attitude at the time, I'm pretty sure any name would have been the worst name ever. They were going to name him after my dad, Dallas John. What a stupid name. I could not believe they were gonna name him Dallas. My dad thought it was a pretty good name. He had always liked his name. Well, I'm not gonna call him that. I will call him DJ. And the nickname stuck, at least until he was an adult, when he decided that Dallas was a pretty good name and actually better than DJ. The due date came and went, no baby. Each day after school, I would get off the bus, run home to see if my mom was still there. Mom? I'm still here, she would reply. Finally, two weeks late, baby DJ was born. And all the earlier lamentations about a new baby were forgotten. We all loved him. And he slept in a drawer in my parents' bedroom. As if my parents were really going to make me share a room with my sister and my baby brother. I honestly don't remember him being any trouble at all as a little baby. I was able to live my life as a selfish teenager without much interruption from baby DJ at all. And he did manage to wiggle his way into my heart, even though he was a dumb baby and not a trumpet. There were a few times when strangers would mistake him as my baby, and that was horrifying. How rude! I'm only 16! We did have to do our fair share of babysitting, but he was a pretty sweet little baby. He was only two when I left for college. It was hard to say goodbye to him. Funny, I didn't have any trouble saying goodbye to my sister Lisa or my brother Dan. Of course, they were not clinging to my leg and crying, Please don't go, like DJ was. I was home for breaks and summers, but I never lived at home again, so it wasn't like we grew up together. 
Dan and Lisa were home for a few more years after I left, but DJ mostly grew up without his siblings around all the time. He doesn't play a part in the earlier family stories, but adds a new character to the next chapters. He doesn't remember any of the family pets except the cat he picked out, Indy, and fittingly, Indy only liked DJ. She hated all other living creatures. I'm a cat person, but Indy was the kind of cat that turned people against all of cat kind. But she loved DJ, though, and really that is what counts in the end. As much as I hated the idea of a baby brother back when I was 16, I'm so very thankful for him now, for a myriad of reasons, but honestly, simply because I like him. So you weren't really around during that. I mean, you were around, but it didn't really... Not for most of it. <laughs> yeah, he was a shock surprise. Yeah, I'm, I know that. That was for sure. For Sounds like it's us. a good thing I turned out awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it is a good thing. Otherwise, I'd be really mad because I still don't have a trumpet. You have a trumpet. You have a cornet. Right. Yeah, but I wanted a... I, have a, I had a cornet, but I wanted a trumpet. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Right. All right, Mom, tell me what you remember about that time. Well, I knew I was pregnant, but, you know, it wasn't possible at that time. I mean, we were not supposed to have any more children. You know, had Dad fixed so that wasn't going to happen, and all of a sudden I was pregnant. I had to, you know, go in to work pregnant with all these adult women who were well beyond babies. When he came along, that was an even more struggle of trying to go to work every day. No, wait, you were, we were in, um... St. Louis. St. Louis. When uh, DJ was born. So well, you were still at the church. True. That's true. After because started. Teresa yes, loved that right. DJ. I, I was my baby. <laughs> I was thinking of later on, but... Yeah, you right. I mean, you still, then after St. Louis, you went to, yeah, you went to headquarters. Right, right. So, um... DJ was late. I said two weeks, but I don't know how late he was. But he was late. That's about right. Being born. Yeah. That was right. He was late. He was late, and he didn't want to come, so they had to give me drugs or, you know, stuff to make it happen faster. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So they even, you know, induced labor? Induced labor, yes. It was not fun. Way to go, D. Not fun. I didn't know. <laughs> I mean... It seemed like it took a long time, which was very different from others, especially you, who was immediate. Well, you know, I was perfect. But he came out healthy, and that was good. Yeah, and he had a big... He had a had a full head of hair, too, when he was born. He did have hair, yeah. Um, uh, Some things go away. <laughs> or they just move to the front of More your face move. instead of yeah. the top of your head. <laughs> But he was a good kid, good baby. Not difficult, no problems. You know, I don't remember being like, oh my gosh, make this baby stop crying. You guys used to like to dress him up. Oh, yeah. I always remember as a little kid, my sister Wendy standing over me with her feet on my head or something (laughs) like that. (laughs) 
What? No. I remember the dressing up from the pictures, but I would actually remember it's being stepped on or held in place anyways. Well, you know, you cooperated. I don't know about that. I was little. Yes, you were. Didn't have to actually cooperate. You had no choice. <laughs> but you seemed willing. Well, you know, my older sister always did that to me, and I wasn't going to do it with to Dan because Dan was terrifying. So I'm sorry, you just got, you You were just too easy to pick That's on, That's true. He and Dan were very different kids. You know, this is one soft, gentle guy. Aww. Dan wasn't soft and gentle. No, he was never that way. Always rough and tough. Kind of Tasmanian devil-like. <laughs> yeah. But I'm glad we had this late kid. You know, he turned out to be good. He takes care of me now. I know, it's pretty good. And you all survived just Maybe fine. that's why I'm always late. There it is. <laughs> that's you were it. late from the I start. I started at birth. <laughs> that's true. You, you didn't want to be out having to function. On your own. <laughs> Lisa wasn't home when you told us. She was at Kathy and Dave's, wasn't she? I don't remember where she was, I, but you're I right. She like wasn't in the car. Yeah. I'm not sure. It must have been later that she did find out. I mean, you guys certainly didn't keep it a secret. Were we supposed to keep it a secret? No, I'm sure not. I, I don't think Dad told you to do that. I don't know. And besides, it was going to be noticeable, you know. Well, I mean, I obviously knew something was wrong. I mean, you, I was certain you were going to die. That's what I remember. Like my mom Being pregnant dying. always made me sick to my stomach. I always had. Were you always sensitive to bananas and your other pregnancy? Or was that just a... <laughs> I don't remember them in the other ones. That was, but, you know, I was older when DJ came along. So maybe that was... I like bananas. Well, I like them now, but, you know, couldn't eat them then. It was just well, I just mean it was... wasn't me keeping you from doing it. I suppose you're right. <laughs> I suppose so, yeah, something. <laughs> I remember when, a long time when I, I must not have been you, though, but Dad took me down to the um, Coney Island place, and I loved Coney Islands, but after eating it, I had to leave because it wasn't going to stay down, you know. That's Whatever so baby was there was not cooperating. That's so sad because I know how much you love your Coney Island. Yeah, that's true. What did Dad think about this? This whole late well, he baby didn't. Thing? At first, he didn't think that was possible. Yeah, I, I can mean, just it, hear him. That's not right. I mean, right. it that wasn't possible. possible. Tests proved that it was not possible. I sent him to the doctor because I said I don't want this happening again. <laughs> I'm sorry, DJ. I love you, but. <laughs> One extra one at that age. I mean, I was 29 years old, almost 30. No, you were no, 30. No, I, 29, 39 years old, almost, almost 40. Almost 40, yeah. So I sent him back to the doctor. I told him, you know, I, I, let's check. Let's make sure this is really working. That's I right. And it was supposed to. But miraculously, there he is. Our little miracle baby Came out right there. Yeah. Like I said, it's a good thing I turned out awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay, but then after that, after he's like, okay, we're having a baby, was he excited or was he just like, or oh, was yeah, he just dead? Yeah. All right, this is the way it is. He, he was okay. I'm, I don't know about excited, but he was happy about it, you know. He didn't have to worry too much about being pregnant. 
probably just was like, all right, here it is. This yep, is what's pretty happening. Pretty much right. Yeah, we'll, we'll deal with this. We'll be fine. Dad told me that it made him younger because you guys had to hang out with people who had kids my age. That is true. We had to go to events where there were all these, you know, people who could have thought we were the grandparents rather than the parents. But, you know, so, yeah, we did. We went to things that younger parents, younger people went to and were involved in, and that was fine. You know, you kept us young. Yeah, you got to do all that high school stuff over again. Oh, yes, all that kind of thing that cross-country, swimming. You get to go into all of those things. Again, it's a good thing you turned out okay. <laughs> Otherwise. Right. Yes, right. I mean, but yeah, you, what did you say? Magnificent. It's true, it's a good thing I turned out awesome. 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 That's awesome. Magnificent works as well. <laughs> I was happy, yeah. <laughs> This episode of On Carlson Drive was produced for Boogie Land Media by Randy and Wendy Bonifield. Sound design, mix, and editing by Randy Bonifield, and distributed through our friends at podbean.com. All stories were written, edited, and narrated by Wendy Bonifield. All original music and music arrangements are written and performed by Randy Bonifield. Additional music credits for episodes can be found at our website, oncarlsondrive.com. Remember to subscribe, and please like, add, friend, and review this podcast wherever you find us, but especially on Apple Podcasts, as it helps others to find us. Follow On Carlson Drive on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at username On Carlson Drive. You may also contact us at OnCarlsonDrive at gmail.com. Special thanks to all our friends and families who, unbeknownst to them, we're writing the stories we tell simply by living them. Join us next week for a new episode. Until then, I'm Randy Bonifield, and you've been listening to On Carlson Drive.